This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a shot! Post for Shearer, goal! McLaughlin has it, oh, deflection, and the goal! Comes to Mitchell, it's another goal! Incredible hobble! I want to address any concerns about the recent Companies House filing and the confirmation statement reflecting shares being transferred last September. First, I know you all want to know what's happening, and I respect that, and it's better you hear things directly from the club, not some online legal papers. In this instance, mistakes have been made, and I'm going to go into detail here. When I purchased the club, there were some significant financial issues to overcome, including over £7 million of debt. I've done what I can there and put in nearly £6 million of my own money to steady the ship. But it always needs more, and hence the reason why we are pushing for fans' support continually to make sure that this club is sustainable in the long term. I was aware of a possible outstanding debenture, but my understanding was it was debt that wasn't due anytime soon. Obviously, in the circumstances, due diligence was impossible, and I took the club as it was and inherited whatever I found. My understanding around the debenture proved to be wrong, and something I believed wasn't an issue became a huge issue, and we suddenly had a few days 
to pay a £2.9 million debt or the club go into administration. I didn't possess sufficient liquid funds at the time to settle the entire sum at such short notice while also addressing the substantial inherited debt. Money was borrowed from two individuals that I reached out to and shares in the club were utilised as security for the loan as virtually all my assets are in Australia. While most of the money has been repaid and the majority of the shares reclaimed, a small minority shareholding remains to these two individuals. They have had no interest in running the club and want no influence over the club whatsoever. Mistakes happen, we're not perfect, and neither is any other club out there. What matters is how we own up to it, fix what needs fixing, and keep moving forward. I apologise to all supporters for the confusion this has caused. I have to run the club and make decisions and can't run every decision by everyone, but I can promise you whether my decisions are good or bad, they are always made with the best interest of the club at heart. One promise I made when I took over was that I would never take a penny out of the club and would only put money into the club, which I continue to do, and I will always stand by that. Because of the state of the club when I took over and the debenture, the amount I have put in so far has been far more than I anticipated, and the job has been tougher than I expected. But I still maintain together we can run a sustainable club and get the club to the promotion and beyond where it should be. I hope that gives you clarity on everything. I didn't plan to make any statements, but on the back of speaking to Rob Angus yesterday, I felt it was the right thing to do. Please continue your incredible support of our great club, and let's continue to work together to take it forward. Well, we're trying. We really are. Hello again. That was a statement published by the definitely, unquestionably, 100% word is my bond owner, Clemente Morfuni. Here to discuss off the pitch events is Dan. Hello, Dan. Evening, Rich. Hello, listeners. Oh, yes. It's late on Sunday um, and we really wanted a couple of days to digest this statement and take in what would would have been an inevitable trust response which did follow and we'll cover that later the dust has settled uh, a little bit and we've all been concentrating on the Wrexham game and we all enjoyed that and was frustrated but ultimately what a weekend of football it was Um, before we get cracking Dan let's listen Again, to Rob Angus's statement from the official Supporters Club Fans Forum, as recorded by the Satom Broadbent Lounge on Wednesday, 16th of August. Look, look we, we were um, made aware this morning of via Company's House that there was a confirmation statement update on the ultimate ownership structure of Swindon Football of Access Football Investments. It's something that, that we became aware of at the same time that you did. Uh, we've spoken to Clem about it. He believes that uh, that statement's been filed in error. He's confirmed to us that he's the 100% owner of the football club and that a corrective confirmation statement update will be put onto that um, in you know as soon as, as soon as can be done, really. So it's in the matter of Clem's lawyers. He's dealing with it. We can't take any more uh, you know, questions in respect of it. But he's confirmed to us that he's 100% owner of the football club and that statement has been filed in error and he will correct that over the coming days. So that's what we'll say, and we can't answer any more questions on that. Okay, so Dan, we have read out the statement from Clem Morfuni. We've re-listened to the statement provided verbally by CEO Rob Angus. 
before that statement was released. Oh, so having listened to all of this, how can an explanation differ so completely in the space of 24 hours? Well, the generous explanation is they've panicked, said one thing, and then come clean 24 hours later. The more sinister version is, I don't know. <laughs> well, someone was um, lied to. And, uh, and yeah, someone was lied to, yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. Well, we, we, I did get a few personal messages, private messages after releasing our initial response um, to that statement and the 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 unfolding drama, if you will, of the last week. And some of the questions, you know, we've had a lot of support um, from a wide range of people, from fans to former staff, and and so forth. So, you know, I do feel that what we're talking about is along the right lines. But a few fans did say, well, why didn't you just wait for Clemelfuni to to return with a statement? And then maybe you wouldn't be knee-jerky or reactionary to something that might not be a big deal. And I guess the only way I can answer that, and the only way I did answer that to those who asked, was well, it was a calculated risk from us or from me because kind of knew where it was going I mean not although maybe the exact situation that we're in I might not have known that to the to the absolute detail but the names involved the sort of stuff we're seeing is is something that I've been told to brace yourself for so I made a calculated risk and well hours later it it was proved to be the right thing because Clem Mulfooney backtracked completely yeah yeah um well I listened to you and Terry on the pod I was sat at my child's swimming lesson so it was the perfect accompaniment to half hour sat on the side of a humid Wharton Bassett swimming pool um yeah I, I think you got it about spot on um you weren't flappy you weren't overreactionary like you say um there's plenty of stuff out there which is becoming more mainstream I guess is the result of this uh past week's events um and so yeah I I, I think that pod that pod stands up and here we are tonight sort of doing the uh doing the afters but yeah I, I think you and Terry have done a, a grand job first up which means we've got a lot less ground to cover tonight and we can kind of get stuck into you know like you say the backtracking the great backtracking which I'd imagine if you're Rob Angus you're feeling a bit daft uh I don't know I, I mean I listened back I've listened back to the to the initial statement quite a few times in preparation for for this episode in particular and I get a little bit more rattled each time I listen to it because I just feel like he knows what he's saying is nonsense and it's really hard to really analyze verbal statements because if it's not your bread and butter you can fall over your words and you can add extra words in and you know I mentioned it in the in the other episode when he says that's what we're saying for me, yes, that was Talim. It's just the ultimate. Yeah, I know, guys. Um, but that's what I've been told to read. And and you know, you're gonna you're gonna go through all the key bits in this pod just a minute because we all know your notes are very impressive at, at the best of times. But even at the end of Clem Mulfooney's statement, I hope that gives clarity on everything. I didn't plan to make any statements, but on the back of speaking to Rob Angus yesterday, I felt it was the right thing to do. 
you can imagine how Rob Angus delivered that. It's like, well, we're going to just let it lie there and um, and not do anything about it. No, I think you're going to say something. And what we got, well, we wasn't the best, was it? And and I do appreciate many fans have taken Clem Mulfooney's statement on face value and they are in the onwards and upwards mode. But I, I, I can't do that. Not yet. No. Well, unfortunately for Clem, because... He's hidden the truth or lied, depending on your interpretation. The kind of two routes to the same place. You're now going to take most things he says with a pinch of salt, including this statement. See, I suspect it's like when your mum catches you out when you're when you're young. You kind of you tell seventy five percent of the truth in the hope that kind of placates her. But you know, us fans in the role of mother, we know there's more going on, don't we? <laughs> um, we've been a, we're too long in the tooth with Sundan Town. Yeah. On, on the actual statement, I think my first impression was it looked like Clem, you know, opened up Word and wrote it himself, which you know it is a bit clumsily written. It's kind of a bit full of um, Clem's catchphrases, so it doesn't look to me like there was any legal fine tooth comb or comms expertise um, sprinkled over the top. And if there was, then maybe. You know, you want to be hiring some new some new lawyers and some new comms guys. But how do you want to play it, Rich? <laughs> Should we get stuck in? Get stuck in, Dan. I'm here <laughs> and, I, and I'm, I'm looking forward. Um, I've done a lot of pre-recording, reading out of statements. I, I'm happy to pass the torch to yourself. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, the first the first bit, I catch a bit. Yeah, mistakes have been made. Well, yes. <laughs> um, I think we're going to call this slightly bigger than a mistake, um, you know, this isn't raising the Man City tickets too high. This is, you know, this is pretty at company level. This is a pretty big deal. Um, later goes on to say mistakes happen, not perfect, and nor is any football club. Well, that's um, that's a pretty weak defence, and that's about as generous as I can be now. Um, but yeah, if we if we if we look back at, at what happened, so September October time last year, uh, what's that? 14, 15 months into the Clem tenure at Swindon Town. He had a lot of credit in the bank still. Um, Nothing but, I would say. Yeah. Um, and along comes this £2.9 million debenture, which I think was fairly well known in the fan base that it existed to the previous owners, Black and RB. Rumours a few years ago that Power had bought that debenture from Black. So, you know, is this Power calling this in? But anyway, I, I had always thought, I'd always been told that the payment of these debentures was conditional on a, a number of things the next sale of the club, if Swindon ever reach the championship or higher, et cetera, those kind of conditions. So the fact it's being called in at such short notice is quite concerning from the sort of club's due diligence point of view. You know, if you're 14 or 15 months into your tenure, you know, oh, this, this is definitely a skeleton, but it feels like a skeleton you could have found in that first 14 or 15 months. So anyway, the point I'm trying to make there is, you know, you've got days to pay this debenture, all the club goes into administration, it looks like a very crude last act of a desperate man from power to try and cause pain on, you know, your old club um, and the new owner. So if that was the case, and again, because the sort of trust has been undermined, you're kind of doubting everything now. If that was the case, you know, you would have had a lot of sympathy in the fan base if you'd have so controlled much. the narrative so around that. Yeah. And you had a very willing partner in the supporters trust, the supporters club, you know, I, I think you could have styled this out and turned it into a win. And, you know, who's got 2.9 million liquid cash lying around? 
even some wealthy football owners probably going to take a week or two of wiring a bit of money around here and there and so that that's a that's a red flag that this has been done in secret behind closed doors without the knowledge of your ceo if that's true um without the knowledge of your support trust who you have been very very public about partnering with on advisory boards uh you're going into business with them on a joint venture the nigelidi trust uh as we'll come on to later in the the trust statement you know the condition of the uh, setting up of the jv is that the ownership structure was fully known and clear so potentially i suspect it can't be scuppered now but that was a potential scuppering of that deal it's just there's so much at play why would you go down the totally secretive route unless there was something dodgy going on and there's something behind that's where my head's at yeah i'm inclined to agree um the timelines don't match with what claire morfuni said but you know days to pay 2.9 million pounds or go into administration it can only be skullduggery from a, from another source. If if that's the case, surely without warning, just there it is. If you don't get it, it's it's done. What I do wonder, and this is just you know conspiracy theory, could this arrangement be of ultimately the beginning of the end of the Ben Chorley Ben Garner era? The reason behind the change of ideology. If I give you this, then you will do this. The exodus. The exodus of playing staff the the reduction of budget maybe the regressing in terms of the market which was so different between season one and season two and it was stark and 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 the big the big name that's in all this is kylie and you don't just pass 2.9 million pounds over even in the way they've done it without a little something something in return so i mean and there is there is the argument that Kylie has never been off the scene, you know, or anything like that. And that's all hearsay and it's all rumour. But it, it kind of matches up apart from the fact that they're saying there's days. But if this was if this was something over weeks or a month or so, it explains so much. But you can you can respond to that. But what I want to completely agree with you is it makes no sense on face value based on the statement that Clem Morfuni has said, released, to not inform at least the trust and go from there. Because you're completely right. This would have been just another, we're going to get through it together. Wow, £2.9 million has been saved. This guy has saved us. Chris Kiley, wow, him and Sandra D. McKayley, they get a lot more credit now because they've bailed us and kept us out of an administration. A, a mediocre mid-table season is better than one with administration and points deductions or whatever comes with it. It doesn't make sense. Well, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> yeah, but, um, and again, everything me and you are saying here, a lot of supposition. There's a lot of things we've heard from various networks, people, and a lot of this is, you know, in that allegedly space. So, yeah. you know, sure, allegedly the... at this stage now, isn't yeah. it? We're, we're dissecting yeah. statements and we're in yeah, yeah. pure allegedly. Um, there, <laughs> there are, there are things that, you know, we could, we could go and, and on the record and saying, and it will do us no favors whatsoever. So we stay away from that right now. It's not related to anything that's been released so far, but it's what makes all this not surprising to me. Um, anything yeah. else from the statement that you, that you want to go through? please yeah we're just getting started rich um so 
Money was borrowed from two individuals that Clem reached out to, and shares in the club were utilised as security for the loan as virtually all of Clem's assets were in Australia. Blah, 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 blah. Right. So we know the two names on Company's House. Holly Kylie, wife of Chris, Bethany Paladorio. Are we assuming that's Clem's lawyer's wife or family I, I member? Either way. I don't know either yeah. either the relations confirmed. So I don't know what the link is to yeah. Kylie or um or the lawyer chap. Yeah. But I just can't fathom that that's who the money has come from. And I know I, that is that is like the mighty obvious, but we should talk about it because yes, their names are on company's house as the two people who injected the loan. But that statement from Clem does not actually answer who the money came from. It just is fishy. It smells fishy and it looks fishy. (laughs) So my instincts say it's probably fishy. And of course, you know, knowing what we know about Chris Kiley's role at Swindon Town, advertised as data consultant, the things you've said earlier about Chorley out, change of recruitment approach in, yeah, we're kind of, you know, as you named the pod the other day, it feels like we're just joining the dots. And, you know, when you hear funds being held by lawyers, your head kind of goes to, well, that's someone holding funds for someone else, isn't it? In our cabal of rotters at Swindon <laughs> Town, you know, there are some names which you and Terry discussed on the pod the other day. Xavier Austin, our executive vice chairman, until he wasn't heading up the Cavalci project until it was nothing to do with the club. Still a match day guest every week. Uh, Adam Hart, who was supplying strength and conditioning um, contractors. But, you know, if you Google Xavier Austin and you Google Adam Hart and look at the first results, mm. I don't really need to go into it much more. They're, these are not desirable people to have around your community football club. And it's hard not to think, yes, power went, but we just kind of got a new, legitimate, acceptable front man for this network of ex-gangsters and people you don't want associated with your with your football club. It's, and the reason this matters so much to me and you, Rich, and, and the people listening is because this is our football club. Yep. And it was shoved down our throats heavily for six and nine months following the takeover. We've got our club back. Yes, indeed. Um, where, 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 yeah. where, where do you stand on the 100% owner line? Because that that's another embarrassment that's come from this everything always and i've always been dubious about this like i am the 100 percent owner except for this thing that happened uh, th- don't worry about them don't worry they, yeah. they, they've got they've got no interests until you fall out mm-hmm. you know until you fall out which who's to say it hasn't happened already and then suddenly this becomes a big issue doesn't it so it, it's 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 dancing on a volcano this this all this it's yes. it, it, it's so embarrassing this lie of like a, 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 like a jilted lover i'm just going to suspend minutes to you just saying but why why lie why not just tell us you know yeah so my position on the 100% owner thing was it, until this last week whilst you could giggle at that statement you could probably point to company's house and say legally 100% he's yeah. 100% owner absolutely and then that's before you get into the actuals that lie underneath the legals but to be undermined so spectacularly and this is something else we must mention for a company that turns over 6 or 7 million pounds right you know this is a fairly reasonable medium sized business right no one had the foresight that company's house would release this filing amendment on the given day. 
surely that's things that have like stated deadlines like oh you know you have to post it by x i mean i'm not a company's house expert but something tells me an institution like that which has been around for centuries in this country anyone with a red screwed on would know hang on this could trip us up by x date when we know that amendment filing will be shown is that just complete lack of foresight is it stupidity did the, is it arrogance they thought well no one will see that and either side of that is concerning because either there's people in the business with no business acumen to foresee that that would trip you up or there's an arrogance that don't matter we'll explain that away yeah they'll, they'll um, buy it they'll buy it they'll buy it mistakes happen yeah. we're not perfect and neither is any other club out there what matters is how we own up to it and fix what needs fixing and keep moving forward. <laughs> hey, you've read the statement too. Uh, I um, <laughs> okay, more concerns than Dan. So most of the £2.9 million has been repaid. Well, has it? From where? Because we, I can look back at advisory board minutes in the last year. We had a full set of accounts for 21-22. Where's the money? That's a, that's a big sum of something. If we're paying that back, uh, majority of shares have been reclaimed and a small minority shareholder remains to those two individuals. Tell us then, how much, like, as of now, what is their interest in the club? That don't matter, Dan. Um, don't worry about it. I'm 100% owner. Oh, well, yeah, so... Don't worry. They don't care. Back to Clem's bit at the bottom of the statement. I hope this clears everything up. Well, no, because, no, no that, that's outstanding in our minds. <sighs> so, coming back to the advisory board bit, I can imagine our friends at... Trust STFC must be feeling angry, disenfranchised, lied to like the rest of us. But heading up that advisory board, the chair of your advisory board and the advisory board being your golden beacon of openness and transparency, that's chaired by Donald Rogers. <laughs> Swindon Town's sweetheart, legend, got a stand named after him. He's your poster boy, statue on the way. And you're lying to Don Rogers. You're not just lying to me sat in my office recording this podcast. You know, I'm a nothing. I'm one of 5,000 season ticket holders. But you're lying to Don Rogers, not just the trust, not just me, the Don. A very minor point while Please. we're here, and we'll get to the, the trust statement, their response and what they want from the club in, in a few yeah. moments. Has this essentially made large segments of the, all of those advisory board meetings that have followed and the financial details that were provided and they champion essentially null and void because we we, we don't know how accurate it is. And I, I don't say that as someone who's sort of sniffly going, I knew it wouldn't work, you know. Yeah. But in terms of what we all really were interested in from the moment the advisory board was was formed was the finances. And we've been we've we've not been given openness and transparency in relation to a very significant uh, 2.9 million uh, pounds is quite significant in in my mind so where does it leave that venture because it's a tough one oh rich the trust is gone and trust takes a long time to regain so yes you're perfectly within your rights so the town fans to question whatever you like so if you've been lied to on something this big Whatever bits, <laughs> and, and this um, is big, isn't it? I mean, because I, I, I mean, I listen around and I see, and I, I, I don't think I'm flapping. I don't think I'm like I'm. I'm sleeping at night, Dan. You know, I'm sleeping at night, fine. I don't think the end is nigh or anything like that. 
But I think this is quite significant. And I, I don't necessarily feel that we're getting that from areas of the fan base at the moment for whatever reason. Maybe it's because we're tired. Maybe because we just want this to be legit and all fine. But again, having been through what we have been through as fans historically, how can we not sit up and go, actually, no, Clem, that hasn't cleared it all up. Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, next on my hit list, Clem, the politician in him, apologised for the confusion caused. Mm-hmm. He didn't apologise for lying, which caused the confusion. I always think that's quite telling. That's a very Tory party. Well, I'm sorry if you were offended by that. Okay, what else we got? Because there's plenty in there. Um, so the promise that he would never take a penny out of the club, which, of course, in semantics, leaves open the possibility that others might take money out of the club. This has been discussed, hasn't it? This element. Yes. Creative um, wording, I think, you know, all clever wording on this. But then I've said at the start, it looks like he's written it himself and it's clumsy. So I'm giving him perhaps too much credit in our sleuthing here. I don't know. It's one way or the other. But yeah, I mean, if if you wanted to make some money for your pals, suppose this, you get your pals to loan you 2.9 million with a nice interest rate on it and you pay it back over the next year, 18 months. And they make £300,000 in interest for loaning you £3 million. I'm not saying that's happened, but that would be a fairly good way of taking money out of a business legitimately. And of course, as a fan base, we're stung by the experiences of Lee Power before Glenn mm-hmm. Morfini. Um, So yes, we are on our guard, definitely. Um, so coming down, I hope that gives clarity on everything. I think, as we explained in the last 20 minutes, in my eyes, no, it does not. To someone else on the street, it might, and that's fair enough. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. To no fans. Um, and, and that's that's the reason why we've done this as two separate pods. Yeah. We've got the Wrexham one, and we've got this because some people don't want to hear this. They don't want to, yeah. you know, f- f- and that's their they they do want to support the team, not the regime, which is is the is the phrase that's been doing the rounds, and that's perfectly acceptable. But we're in a place where we want to talk about it, which is why it's a dedicated pod. Yes, definitely. So. In terms of giving clarity on everything, so there's other things outstanding. So these two individuals becoming shareholders of the holding company, even if it is that loan arrangement and it's a security against the shares, you know, there was nothing in the statement about what that means in terms of the English Football League and FA. Um, there has to be a proper person's test yeah there must be some kind of fine going their way no major but if they've kept anything away from the EFL yeah and famously you know an event from a decade ago is still going through the courts yeah between standing power uh, all about ownership all about you know what you declare and what you don't etc etc so it's just a long time, but either side of these ten years, here are these couple of couple of events. It's you know, just give us a break, world. Um, <laughs> okay, so next, um, didn't plan on making any statements. Crazy, which well, I find weird thing to say. Staggering, frankly. Yeah. Um, wasn't going to bother Dan, but but Rob yeah. was whinging on the phone about it, and I thought, well, why not? <laughs> 
the Swindon Town fan CEO for, yes, maybe you should make a statement, <laughs> Mr. Chairman. Because you've stitched um, me right up the other yes, night. Yes, <laughs> you have stitched me right up, sold me down the river, whatever you want to call it. This is no way to treat a staff member, sending them out to read that statement, which you could see, you could hear how uncomfortable he was in reading it. And that that I found really interesting, the use of the royal we. Yeah. Which impl- I, I think that reads as we Swindon Town staff found out found out about this today, the same time as you. Such a disconnect. Y- yes, that's a, an alarming gap up the line in terms of management. So yeah, how how could something that happened in September October last year of this scale pass a CEO by? Unless there's something wrong there. Yeah, something being hidden. That's what I come back to gives an impression that there's there's a a boardroom and then there's a circle of trust above it <laughs> where the the CEO isn't aware that that this is happening but that that is me just speculating of course well, we can speculate and that would kind of match up with what we said before you know there are people with interests albeit not legally and not in company's house who have more say than people employed by the company and, and, and of course which Rob- is alarming Rob- again and of course, Rob Angus could have, might, you know, he could have known, but I don't think he's an actor. And well, if he is, a, if he didn't, if he did know, well, he he sold it well, didn't he? Because um, because it was very uncomfortable um, listening to to something. Um, well, what we listened to in the um, the fans forum. Ooh. Yeah. So, in summary, sorry we got caught. Um, my initial attempts to. Fudget were rumbled also 24 hours later. Here's 75% of the truth. Yes, there are still a lot of bits I want answered. And I suspect this has done a lot of damage to the Clemore Finney ownership. Who knows? It could be, perhaps should be, the beginning of the end. Because how do you regain regain trust? Well, I, 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 Rich? Well, Where's I don't... your head at? My in in regards to Clem Mulfooney, you know, I have a version of Clem Mulfooney right now of uh, which I've created in my mind of somebody who has been, whenever possible, completely away from Swindon Town Football Club. You know, whether whether that's because he's shy, which you know the guy has sat there and posed for away shirt launches you know <laughs> um and he's done all sorts but the, the the line has always been that he's he's shy that's fine um you know we're not all comfortable but there was a stage where he disappeared so you know he, he's funding the club and we appreciate it we appreciate the fact that we're not you know we don't have people knocking on the door asking for money that we know of and it, it, it's great but my personal opinion is that i think his his motivation running Swindon Town, owning Swindon Town, maybe not as full and as enthusiastic as it might have been. And this will only contribute to that. It's a long way away uh, to run a football club and to put people... I mean, he's put Axis UK staff on the ground uh, in his absence now. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like... If, if I was him, I'd be like, you know what, I've done my bit. And if he was to ride off into the sunset now, which I'm not saying he should do, and it's not saying I want him to, there's still credit in the bank. Yes, and I suspect that would do some good revisionist history. Yeah. Um, 
if it, if a sale was achieved. Um, you know, as long, you as, as, long as, a, as long as the more bridge stuff between power and the next one, yeah, yeah, as long as more stuff um, or, or nothing else emerges, you know, it, it's. I'm not saying like one strike you're gone. How dare you, Clem? But you know, we're we're a damaged fan base with this sort of stuff. If this mm-hmm. is one thing that's emerged, what's next? And if you had a gun to my head, I would say there probably will be um, stuff next. Whether it's sinister or what, I don't know. I hope not. But yeah, I, 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 you just get this general feel, this general tone, Dan, that Clement Fooney isn't enjoying this as much as he once was. And you know what? Financial pressures will stress me out too. Absolutely. And talking of finance, just one thing to close on. A bit of um, Alice Pod maths. So if 22% of the club is worth 2.9 million, 100% of the club would be valued at 13.2 million. So if there are any American consortiums out there, you know, that, that might be your guide price. <laughs> does it have <laughs> because, to be American? Does, 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 well, does... no, it just seems like fun, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean... <laughs> but yeah, if it was 13.2 million, uh, so as Clem loves to tell us, he's put in about seven million pounds of his own money. So that first seven million will go to him. About the only crumb of combat comfort from this um debacle, if we'll call it that, is you know, at least these debentures are paid off. Um, and you know, to be fair, we knew that October last year when Swindon made a lot of noise about him a lot being of paid noise. off. And you know, the owner Clem has, has paid him off. Uh <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so that would make that would make the club and the ground, which he half own, worth about Six million pounds on top. Mm-hmm. So roll up, roll up. Come and buy League Two Football Club on the M4 corridor. Huge catchment area and fan base. A uh, lot of history. Owns its ground. Uh, yeah, roll up, roll yeah, up. The, the amount of content that will be that will emerge if we had a, a Wrexham style um, takeover, I, we could all retire and be oh, uh, just enjoy. It'd be great. Oh. It would just be. Railway history flying at you from all angles. Every single place. Right, let's have a quick break and then we'll talk about the trust statement from all this. Hi, Rich. Just a reminder to let you know I'm on Points West again tonight, so make sure you tune in. Oh, no. Here I am holidaying in Europe and I'm going to miss Dan's latest appearance talking about another deep side town performance on the television. Unless... (laughs) <laughs> of course, I can use my Nord VPN subscription. Nord VPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. So I'll never miss another Points West with Dan ever again. Huzzah! NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. So to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash loafstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the podcast along the way. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Lovely stuff. 
Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell, Outlet Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager, Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with Muck Delivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A little bit of space for Frank McAvenny. Away from Parker. Not from Bruce, though. Nyholt with a shot, took a deflection, he did! With Nyholt has equalised for Swindon Town. And bottom of the table they may be, but they are made of stern stuff. Trust Statement, August 18th, 2023. Yesterday, we all learnt from the statement from Clem Mulfooney how the shareholding confirmation statement at Companies House originated. It was great to hear from Clem on the matter in such detail. Whilst we can understand this needed to occur promptly to avoid potential administration, Trust STSC is disappointed that the debentures were settled through a private loan secured against shares in the club and the lack of transparency to this arrangement. As the settlement of the debentures was critical to the ED Trust releasing the funds to buy the county ground, we would have expected the openness and transparency initially promised so that we were fully aware of the ownership structure of Swindon Town Football Club before entering the joint venture agreement. Clem has invested a significant amount of funding into the club to clear historic debts, which as a fan base, we are incredibly grateful for his support of our club. However, the information that came to light yesterday raises significant questions. As such, we are arranging a meeting with Clem to discuss and seek further details on the pertinent topics which include 1. Seeking details of the loan agreement between Clem and all associated parties. 2. Current status of the loan and shareholding status of Swindon Town Football Club and all associated holding companies. 3. Establishing the roles and influence of key individuals at the football club. And four, guarantees and action steps to achieving the openness and transparency fans expect moving forward. In conclusion to these discussions, we will publish a summary of the information gained to provide clarity to our members and the wider fan base. We sincerely hope this is the beginning of a new era of openness and transparency between the club and its supporters. Come on, you Reds. Trust SCSE board. Right then, Dan. So I guess the biggest takeaway from the fact that Trust STSC felt duty-bound to release another statement and also insist that answers or questions are answered. And that the what the biggest takeaway I'm taking from this, Dan, is the fact that it's not all in my head, it's not all in my Swindon Town support in Powell's head there's something not right here. And the fact that it would have been very easy for the trust to just do what what they've largely done during this time. And that's fair enough. And that's just, we've got a great working relationship with this guy. We've got more um, out of Swindon Town Football Club in a practical way than we have in years. So let's just go, do you know what? You made a mistake. Open and transparency, open and transparency, openness and transparency. Let's move forward and they talk about that new dawn of openness and transparency, which I'll probably um, criticise in a few moments' time. But it, it was it, it could have just been that. But no, whether it's a majority in the 
the, the hierarchy of the trust or if there's a divide within the trust, there are amount of people in the trust going, well, hang on here. This doesn't sound good. And we've been working on this sort of stuff for years. And if it was like you've made the comparison off on and off mic previously, if this was Lee Power era, we wouldn't sit back and go, now, oh, you know, what's 2.9 million to a couple of individuals that we didn't know were involved? Red flags have certainly emerged and the trusts are acknowledging this. Yeah. And before we come on to the trust statement, thank you, Terry and yourself, for making that point uh, for me and Proxy on uh, the pod of a couple of days ago because we must remember that we must be consistent as a fan base if we're if we're going to hammer lee power and don't get me wrong he deserved hammering for things like this then uh you know you must objectively come down as hard on on the next guy even if he was the messiah two years ago and he's not the messiah rich he's a Oh, don't do it. Oh, no, come on. No, no. Oh, okay. Naughty boy. <laughs> Very naughty boy. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, trust statement. <laughs> yeah. It, nice that they're showing, nice that they're showing some teeth. Feels like Terry wrote it for him uh, from the pod the other day, but he was saying all the right things. So that's fine by me. Um, but yeah, uh, some of the key points, you know, the settlement of the debentures were critical to the ED Trust releasing the funds to buy the county ground. We would have expected, here it is again, openness and transparency initially promised so that the ownership structure of STFC was known before entering the JV agreement. We've already said it, you know, to put at risk something so monumental, so pivotal to a club's future was highly irresponsible. And I expect the Trust are mightily peeved as they should be i like the significant questions and the yep. fact that there's to follow so yes we want to know much more about the loan agreement between clem and associated parties i'm glad they didn't name holly and bethany there yeah i think i think that's quite pointed the fact it's associated parties current status of the loan and shareholding yes because that wasn't answered in clem's statement so you didn't clear it all up clem um and yeah i love the most telling bullet point of all, establishing roles slash influence of key individuals at the football club. So, you know, we can talk about this offline. We can hint at it in podcasts. But I think this is this is the thing that needs getting to the bottom of. And I suspect the trust weren't blissfully unaware of some of the characters we've spoken about. But now maybe it's the time to um, crank up the pressure. Yeah, because we asked the same again. If Clem Mulfooney was a hundred percent owner, why doesn't he just bin some of these individuals? Hang on, keeps coming Could back it to be that. that these individuals are owed something by Mulfooney or hold something over Mulfooney. We don't know, of course. No, nope. but to the outsider looking in, you could make that supposition, couldn't you? Or he might just ruddy bloody love these individuals. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't necessarily have to have a gun to his head. He might, he might just genuinely. Want them around, you know? So, yes, um, good that they're asking for guarantees. And, you know, there's going to be some actionable next steps. So they're saying the things you'd expect uh, a supporters trust to say. The key bit as ever is, you know, what happens in in the period ahead? You know, this meeting might be tomorrow. It might be in a week. You don't know. But um, I suspect it's going to be a lot more uncomfortable for Clem than it has been in the last couple of years, put it that way. 
Yep, unless unless a new dawn of a different kind emerges um, very very shortly, of course. But um, yeah, I, I was I was I know like some fans, and um, you know we've criticised the trust in the past, and I I think this approach is generally sound. You know that the most important thing from this from this statement are the questions, what they want answered. Yeah. You've got to go in, go. We're incredibly grateful. You know, we're incredibly grateful for this, this, this and this. But this is what we need to know that that's just that's just the way, you know, press releases and statements are, mm-hmm. are done. The one thing is let's just bin off this openness and transparency. We don't want a new a new era or whatever it was, a new dawn, a new era of openness and transparency. Just just call it honesty. Just, you yeah, know, just call it honesty. Just call it all this. Can we not just expect openness and transparency instead of being told everything is open and transparent? Because, I mean, and I've, I've said this a lot of times over the last year or so, I naturally repel it. The more t- it's no, 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 leader, you know, it, it's <laughs> it's like you say it so many times, it loses its meaning. And it lost its meaning to me a long time ago, that phrase, because it's a buzzword. It's it's a politician's phrase. You know, you can feel them pointing at you without a pointing finger as the saying openness and transparency. There's a lot of this, as you as you've already highlighted out, felt very, you know, politicians answers. But I mean, this is not directed to the trust. It's directed towards anything to do with Swindon Town Football Club. Let's just stop using that phrase and just let's just assume that when we're not being lied to um, because we have been lied to and therefore openness and transparency <laughs> up until that point is null and void as far as I'm concerned. Yes, unfortunately, football, as it's shown repeatedly, is an industry whereby you can't assume football owners will be good custodians. Of but the but also, we, we yeah. don't need to know everything. You know, it, it, we we oh, don't as long as long as everything is above board and legitimate, and it's for the best of the club, or indeed if it's just a necessity, then I don't need to know. I, I'm not one of these fans that wants to know every single nook and cranny about football bloody finance. You know, it, it never used to, but now we know so much. But they, they, and this is where I feel so sorry for the the trust and the, the 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 whole notion of the advisory board because its intentions were perfectly sound. But it, it's just been compromised so significantly in one fell swoop um, because of, of what we've learned over the last week. But and I'm not, you know, this is just one of those things. But I, I, I still, I still know the fan base want those sort of updates. They they enjoy them. They like the they like the the project management element of it. You know, with what's coming up, and you know that there are worse things out there in football, but. I've, I, yeah, he's been a very naughty boy. Hey, there you go. Finally, we, you <laughs> came round to it. <laughs> Good luck uh, over the next period to the trust in, you know, in holding them to a much higher standard of account. Agreed. Um, but I can well imagine, you know, if we're talking about people you wouldn't want to lie to, we've mentioned Don Rogers. You know, the Niger Lady Trust bought a ground for you. Yep. Don't lie to them, guys. Some something Dan that you that you often uh, phrase it. You know, we we talk about peacetime <laughs> for Swindon. Yeah, where are we? We're not at war. Um, are we escalating? A, 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 you know, is, are there military maneuvers across the border or near the border or what, what have you? What what's happening at the moment in, in your mind? Ah, uh, I'm gonna give you post second world war russia okay so, they have were a our friends in the war, coming up. okay <laughs> and then 
couple of glory years. Well, not glory years, of course not. But um, no, it sort of <laughs> slowly turned thereafter. Yeah, your A levels um, are letting you down there a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. But, no, I mean, you said earlier, whatever things would you question? Now you have been lied to, and you know, been done to death the other day. But the whole Karachi episode and South Austin representing the club in the subcontinent, which felt obscenely absurd, and now the club are distance distancing themselves from it is even more bizarre. But because of this whole hoo ha, that's kind of added a little bit more, didn't it? It was just linking like, into the background, and and as was discussed by Terry, I think it had yeah. that just been the only talking point. Um, I think fans would have would have jumped on that a little bit, a little yeah. bit more. But yeah. So, so what do you want then, as a, as a, as a supporter of Swindon Town? Because we're not talking on behalf of the majority. We're talking about as two Swindon Town supporting powers that <laughs> that are leaning towards uh, when it comes to the last week. So I'm not going to say, you know, what other people feel. It's not right. It's not fair. Um, what do you want to happen over the next week or so, or coming weeks? Um, well, like I say, you now hopefully have some due process. Um, the Supports Trust uh, are going to do what a Supports Trust should do. We will hopefully see the outputs from that. But even if that gives us a bit more comfort, there's been a lot of damage done. Uh, in this period, in this last four or five days. And do you know what? It's going to be a long road back. If Clem Morfini is the long-term owner of Swindon Town, it's a bit of a road back to where he'd like to be. Because like I say, it's, trust is hard-earned and very quick to be dispelled. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll probably be walking out to a wind of change by scorpions um, by <laughs> by the end of the month, judging by your analogy of using post. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a closer, Rich, it's been quite a serious pod. Yeah, go on. On, a, on a slightly more light-hearted now. If we if we look at the words of uh, a modern philosopher and prophet, Justin Bieber, and his song "Sorry," now you you could do quite a good clan rehash. You gotta go and get angry at all of my openness and transparency. You know I try, but I don't do too well with apologies while we've seen that. I hope I don't run out of time. Could someone call the JV? Um, <laughs> which he should have done. because uh, he needs one more shot at forgiveness. Um and unfortunately, Clem, you're only getting one more shot, once bitten, twice shy. Yeah, and then the next couple of lines are a bit ominous for the uh the future of the Clem regime. Oh boy. I know you know that I made those mistakes maybe once or twice. Yeah, okay. You could say up to now once or twice. But it's the next line that's the killer. And by once or twice, I mean maybe a couple of hundred times. Oh, damn. Um, Justin Bieber. (laughs) So is it too late now to say sorry? One year on from the transfer of shares. Um, That is up to you, Sunan fans. We have said our bit. Yeah, until until the next... uh, Well, until... The trust find out uh, what they can get from Clemor Fooney. I think we we wait and and see what happens and maybe keep the conversation going in in the in the normal episodes. But until <laughs> then, Dan, thank you very much. Thanks, Rich. Cheers all.
The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, you Reds. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.